This episode of Humans of Stubbins Point is brought to you by Jim Jim's Gymnasium and Pretzel Stand. You there, listening to this radio show, only exerting your ear muscles like a puny little pony person? Why aren't you at the gym? Specifically, my gym. Jim Jim's Gymnasium and Pretzel Stand. Come on, be like me. Big, attractive, successful, and filled with delicious Bavarian pretzels. You heard me, you baby horse. Free, flubbing pretzels. Limit one per pump. Jim Jim's Gymnasium and Pretzel Stand. Buy das Bootduck. Thank you for tuning into Humans of Stubbins Point. I am your host, Hunter Radabaugh, and we're coming to you live from the Howard J. Flubbins Memorial School of Broadcasting at Stubbins Point University. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Hachacha, Spencer Wentworth. And I'm Cam. What the heck was that, Spencer? Yeah, what was that, Spencer? Hachacha. It's one of the new uh, cheers we've been doing for the Stub Pep Crew. Oh, Yeah, the Lady Stubs are uh, 2 and 14 so far on the season, but we've started doing a thing where every time the opposing team does a free throw, we all just go... How's that worked out for you? They still make every free throw. So still looking for new cheers to distract the other team. Yeah, I feel like you should do that for the Lady Stubs. If they make every free throw and you do it, that's a really good percentage. If this is your first time listening, the Stub Pep Crew uh, cheers on not only the athletic events here at Stubbins Point University, but also most community happenings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Courthouse hearings. I believe they went to the Stubbins Point Pep Boys the other day to root for the mechanics to fix cars quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, any other interesting oh, oh, oil change? Any other interesting cheers that you've done recently? Uh, the other day, we went to the fountain on campus, and we stood up around the fountain, and we just cheered to students going by, being like, "Take a dip, take a dip, take a dip." So you just encouraged students to get into the fountain in the middle of February. Some people call it peer pressure. I call it cheering. Cheer yeah, pressure. It's really cheer pressure when you think about it. Uh, what have you been up to lately, Cam? Oh, you know, just hanging out with Ophelia, getting to know her. Oh, that's sweet. Is it? Did you guys do anything yeah. for Valentine's Day? Well, actually, yes, we did. Thank you for asking. Nice. Yeah, In a no. platonic animal-human way? Uh, well, of course. I mean, we've established that uh, Ophelia and I are, are just, you know, platonic hetero buddies. And, and yeah, so like for Valentine's Day, you know, I, I've heard that it's very traditional on the mainland to actually have meals. Like they said, they had pizza in the shape of a heart. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so I prepared Ophelia a meal in the shape of a heart. It was a cat, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I, I, I smashed up a cat. Was it a cat heart? Well, there was a heart in there. Wow. But it was one whole cat, smashed up, flattened, and then shaped into a, into a traditional heart. That is somewhere between romantic and horrifying. Well, she liked it. Hunter, did you and Stacy do anything? Or, sorry, keep forgetting we can't say Stacy's name on air. She's actually cool with that now because... As of Valentine's Day, what? we're exclusive. Yay! Yeah. Is That's, it is it Facebook 
official? She's not on Facebook, actually. Oh, she doesn't have a Facebook. No. Is it Instagram official? I don't think she's on any social media. Really? Yeah, we do all of our correspondence. Like, if it's not face-to-face, it's all actually through our Stubbins Point email address. That's so formal. It feels very formal, actually. But she says that she grew up on the island, and social media didn't really reach here that quickly. And she kind of likes that and wants to keep it that way. Good for her. So, Hunter, not to harp on this, but you said that now you're exclusive. Are you implying that you were seeing other women before? I wasn't. No, you were not. No, but she could have been seeing other people, but now she's not. You're making me very self-conscious about this, actually. You should ask Ophelia uh, if if that's true. I'm good on that for now. Uh, We actually... We've been very rude. We need to introduce our guest. We actually have another guest in studio. Uh, he's a transfer student uh, from, from the mainland, from Ohio, and his name is Brian Flint. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm good. Brian. How are you, Brian? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This, is, uh, this has been a long time coming. Ever since you guys started doing this podcast, I've been like, man, I, I got to get in and talk to those guys. These seem like some pretty good dudes. So, Brian, uh, since this is Humans of Stubbins Point... Why don't you tell us why you, a human, are on Stubbins Point Island? I, I'm actually a, a transfer student from Central Ohio. Uh, I went to uh, Akron College. It's a community college. Um, mm. There I just kind of uh, did my gen eds, you know, um, before I came out here. And, and now I'm here on Stubbins Point. I'm actually finishing up a project that I've been working on since I came into college. It's a economics project where... Essentially, I'm taking a theory that I've sort of coined about the, the, the plastic industry um, and your, your whale farming. I'll say this. Your involvement in the whale farming industry mm-hmm. is potentially endangering the, or the marine life around you. What? So do you major in economics? or Environmental economics. Environmental yes. economics. Environmental economics. Right. One of the most prestigious majors at SPU. Is that similar to macroeconomics? Or macro communications? It's between micro and macro. Mm. So mass? I think mass is above macro. So mass whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Macro is above mass. At least in the communications industry, it goes macro, mass, medium rare, micro. Spencer is literally shaking. I'm going to start calling this the Spence quake. Yeah, he does the twitching thing. Yeah, he gets all crazy. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe in the communications world, that's kind of the, the way things work. In economics, it goes macro than, than mass. And mass is about as far as you can go. So you seem to touch a nerve with Spencer there. Um, but I want to know if you touched a nerve with Cam because you're talking about the environmental damage from whale farming. And Cam is descended from the original whale farmer settlers of Stubbins Point. Yeah, like, first of all, whale farmers are my people. And, you know, they're, they're deep down inside of me. They're part of my soul and my being. But I want to understand the damage first. You know, I don't want to overreact. So y- you mentioned that you are an environmental economics major, but you also men- mentioned the, the maritime sort of environment. So is it the environment that I'm harming or is it the financial situation? Am I hurting animals or am I just hurting currency that I don't care about? Cam, let me first start out. I don't think you you are hurting anyone. Well, he trained Ophelia to do that for him. Well, I, I, she hasn't hurt anyone yet. Squanmata still there, not fully healed. That was a gift. Yeah, you know, partially one of the reasons why I wanted to come on the show, I kind of wanted to 
see your hand. If that's is that weird? Is that is that rude? Sorry. I'm technically not supposed to take the bandages off, but like they probably need changed soon anyway. So. I know what this is, Hunter. Are you embarrassed to show the partially healed wound? Do you want Ophelia to make it fresh again? I really Ophelia, don't. Ophelia, come here. No, Cam, don't look at me, Cam. Listen when you up. say no people food, does that mean no people as food? Because I would prefer that. There are exceptions, Ophelia. Guys, let's let's keep this let's keep this calm. You're right. I forgot. Um, I I promise to be nonviolent. I think it likes me. She does. Uh, you can tell by the way that her her mouth is covered in green foam. I want to know which is the whale farming industry hurting the financial situation of America or the environment. Well, yeah. So that's kind of where I what I wanted to get into. Again, Cam, I don't think you are hurting the environment. What I think happened was, and this is kind of getting a little bit into my my paper, I think that when humans found out that you could make plastic from whales, it sort of created a backlash effect. So my, my father in central Ohio actually works in a plastics manufacturing. So basically, you know, the rings around pop cans and the plastic bags you get at stores. My father works at a factory where those are made. So... Essentially, growing up around this industry, I started to think about if you scrimshaw a melon ball, a whale, mm-hmm. and you take part of whale flesh and mm-hmm. turn it into a plastic bag, sure. drifting through the wind, wanting to start again, and it gets all the way to the coast, sure. it drifts into the water, it encaptures a seagull, or maybe a sea turtle suffocates. So what you're seeing is one marine animal causing harm to another due to human activity. So, so wait. And that's what I'm studying. So you're saying that it's the whale's fault for becoming a pop can ring that murders a seagull? Again, the, the economic oh, no. theory would tell you. Yeah, no, that checks out. You know, I actually, I think, a, I think Katy Perry wrote a song about that. You know, do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind? You think that that was about whale farming? It might be. I think the first draft was, do you ever feel like a whale? And it just didn't And it writes itself tongue. from there, yeah. yeah. Baby, you're a fire whale. I'm so lost. <laughs> Cam, where, where I will say that you may be participating in sort of this doomsday of ecosystems, if you will. Whoa, that jumped up a notch. Again, my, my paper is very slanted. <laughs> uh, my professors had many talks to me about this, but I'm very passionate. Again, I think... Uh, I came here from Central Ohio because I loved the the community here. This is not something that I'm coming here in a vengeful state trying to uh, sort of wage war on Stubbins Point. Yeah, I, that would I be love- a mistake. So we're going to talk a little bit about the three E's here. We've learned about the environment. We've mm-hmm. learned about the economy. But now I want to hear a little bit about the ethos. What is the what is the Tao of Brian Flynn? You know, what do you like about the island? When you said, what what do I like about the island? You checked off the first two. Right off the bat, environment. The environment and the economy? And the the economy. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because rolling into my last semester here at Stubbins Point U, I've sort of kind of gotten nostalgic a little bit. You know, this spring, I'm coming up on on graduation, and, and I'm really... With the end of this paper, I'm going to be completing kind of a an era, and I've dedicated so much to this, so I've been thinking a lot about what I love about the island, and it it comes back to the community, you know, the whether it be the soft pretzels. Or what do you think of Slimy Pete's? 
Yeah, I had Jim Jims, and I was not as smitten as I was with Slimy Pete's. I'll say this. It, they I were think, still fantastic. But. I think Slimy Pete's is the soft pretzel that tourists go for. Yeah. It's kind of the, the thing where it's like when tourists come to the island, they're like, we got to get Slimy Pete's. But the real good stuff yeah. is Jim Jim's. You know, you know what it is? I mean, really, the people who really understand the, the correct Bavarian pretzel to eat. When you go to Slimy Pete's, the pretzels are just too dang slimy. Kind of the charm, don't you think? Like charm, you like, want your food to be charming and uh, covered in goop. I want the the restaurant to be charming. They're goopy pretzels, Hunter. Well, I mean, yeah, they're not baked all the way through, but they're they're pretty tasty. Yeah, but I don't like the sauce they put on top. Kim, I have to say, Jim Jim's pretzels aren't perfect either. It feels like the pretzels have been working out in the gym. They're just they're very firm. Yeah, and sweaty. Yeah, it it just doesn't also smell so pleasant. greasy. Yeah, they're also very slimy. Like let's not like a stubborn a proper Stubbins Point pretzel. The theme seems to be sliminess. Yeah. I'm just glad that Slimy Pete's owns it. To to all of our nine island listeners, I want to make something very clear. So there's uh like most people think of a soft pretzel in a certain way, and then there's like a sub Stubbins Point style soft pretzel. Yeah, like Chicago kinda, has deep dish pizza, yeah. and you know. Philly has cheesesteak. Stubbins Point Island has stuffed soft pretzels. I think those were perfect analogies. Brian, Pretzel, pretzels are very important here. We've already we, we established how important pretzels are. They were one of the main exports of Stubbins Point when the island was founded. Is actually how most of the houses in Old Town Stubbins Point got built. Well, so what we would do is um, the the bricks for them were actually Jim Jims, and then the mortar was slimy beets because there's so much slime here. Okay, I made that up, but it, I just really don't want people to go to Slimy Pete's. Brian, you know a lot about the local economy. Uh, what, what do you think would happen if, if any of the pretzel stores went out of business? I think, first of all, you never want to have an opening in your storefront. So your downtown is so beautiful because it has that historic feel. You know, I, mm. I still see little crown molding and things in the windows and on top of the buildings that pay homage to the Whale King, for instance. That's not something you can get anywhere. Hey, Flint, you're down with the Whale King? We haven't actually talked about the Whale King in yeah. depth on the on air, although Lord knows I've been hearing about it off air from Cam pretty much every time I run into you. Well, as you know, he's everywhere and nowhere. Well, I'm just really into architecture, and that's what I noticed. As an RA, I want to make it very clear. All religions are welcome in this room and in this college and on this island. If you're listening in for the first time, the Whale King is the deity who is said to have created Stubbins Point Island. At least according to Cam. According to many locals, but yeah. Cam specifically introduced us to the notion. You say, you say it's not a religion, Cam. Well, no, it's just our culture, you know? I mean, and, and look, for me, the Whale King is in us, he's through us, he's around us. It's really wherever you find your joy, and if your joy is in a specific organized religion, you do that, man. Cam, why don't you tell us the three main tenements of the Whale King's prophecy? Sure, no problem. Uh, really, it's a blowhole, fins, and face. And what do those three things represent? Well, uh, the blowhole is how he breathes, the fins is how he moves, and the face is how he eats. And when you really think about it, the tenements of human rights match up to that. You need to have access to food and, sh food and water, shelter, and you need to feel free to move around. And you need to be able to breathe. Yeah, the blowhole. Guys, Brian is one of the admissions ambassadors with me, and he gives tours to prospective students on campus. 
I think we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't ask Brian some of his favorite parts about campus and why he decided to not just come to SBU, but even transfer to SBU. Coming back to the architecture, the buildings on campus are next to none. And I think... Like, they're literally next to none. There's so much space between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what I like about SBU. A lot of green space, yeah. a lot of brown space. Yeah. I was actually thinking about how much I enjoyed the the shared bike service on campus. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one... Yeah, the one bike that we all share. Yeah, I really wish there was more than one. Yeah. I actually love to ride the bike around campus, but I almost feel guilty because I can see the queue forming behind the bike rack, and it's just like, uh, I've been on the bike for like, you know, 30 or 40 seconds. I should probably take it now. There's 18 people waiting there. I, when I ride the bike, feel like I'm with a celebrity, like a local celebrity. Like, I'm literally on the one bike on campus. Here's how dumb I felt. So being a transfer student, I didn't know that there was just one bike. I was just like, oh, shared bike service. Yeah. You know, and when I go to like the big cities like Cleveland and, mm-hmm. and Cincinnati, sure. you know, there's, there's multiple bikes in these systems. Yeah, you so kept my, the key with you all day, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. My parents, when they enrolled me into the school, loaded my one shared bike pass with $100. Whoa. I don't think I'm ever going to see that bike, at least before I graduate. I've never ridden the bike. I have a $100 pass. Yeah, and that gets you 200 rides. (laughs) And I've never used it. Yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, you really only get to use it a couple times in your whole tenure. I find it strange that you said that you liked the shared bike service, seeing that you've never actually seen the bike. I just think it's good for the environment. Wait, that there's only one bike? Yeah, we don't want bike emission. You're taking one car off the road. That makes an impact. Arguably. So uh, after you graduate here uh, and you move on to bigger and better things, uh, what do you plan on doing? Do you think you'll stay on the island to further study the impact of the environment and the whale farming industry? Or do you think that you're going to move on to other parts of the world? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm throwing resumes out there. I've gotten a little bit of word from the plastic industry, you know, since my dad worked for for the factory that kind of uh, gets all the raw materials from Stubbins Point. He had a little bit of an in, so if I want to, I can go straight there. But I really feel like I want to devote, at least, you know, since I'm young, you know, I'm 23 years old, I'm ready to to, to get out of college. That is young. That's very young. It's it's down there. It's definitely down there. I, I think I want to stay on the island in sort of a freelancing position. You know, travel... The island, what I of I guess the part of the islands I haven't seen, study what wildlife there is. Brian, I think that's beautiful. Uh, I've been on this world for 21 years, and there's been one phrase that has stuck with me more than any others, which is, you only live once. Hashtag YOLO. And I think you are doing the most apt version of that. Live, I admire you. Living once? Making the most of his freedom. Speaking oh. of staying on Stubbins Point... I was going to wait to tell you guys this, but I just found out. So I know Spencer typically stays on campus during the summer, and Cam is a Stubbins Point Island native, so he doesn't go anywhere. I just found out, seeing as this is the only radio station in the entire island, and I'm the program director, and they don't want to lose programming over the summer, they have asked me to stay on the island for the summer and run the show. Amazing. All right. Yeah, so we we can do the show all the way through summer. Until fall semester starts. I'm sure our listeners are relieved to hear that in February. Yeah, absolutely. I figured I would go ahead and tell you guys now because it's uh, it's kind of a big deal. I feel like, you know, doing it not during the academic year means that I can put it on my resume 
not only as a student organization, but as a professional organization. That's so great. That's amazing. So, hey, uh, Brian Flint, uh, I'm really moved by your passion and your interest uh, in the whale plastic industry. And, you know, my connection to it is strong. I've been holding the emotions back, but it's really great to see, you know, a young buck like yourself getting interested, trying to move our industry industry to wherever it's headed. Uh, I'd like to extend an olive garden branch to you and uh, and ask if you'd like to visit my whale farm. I'd love that. I, I think nothing would make my final project more strong than to actually go to the site and and meet the people who are at the at the forefront of it all. Spencer looks insanely jealous right now, I just want to state. I've known Cam for two and a half years, and I've never had an invite to the whale farm. You've never been to the whale farm? No. Partially because I'm very busy on campus, and partially because Cam has never invited me. We have barbecues at the whale farm, like, all the time, You've dude. been to the whale farm? Oh, totally. What? Cam? Uh... We're just about out of time. I wanted to go through a little bit of the viewers' comments and emails here. We got a comment on the podcast from username Charlie Flynn. He says, I want to punch all of you in the face. Good job. A little bit of a mixed message yeah, there. I'm very conflicted on that one. I, I don't know if that was a compliment. Charlie, no thank you and thank you. I'm sure that if you tried to do that on the island, Ophelia might have a thing or two to say about that. Yeah, well, I will say I feel, always feel very secure being your friend, Cam, because of Ophelia. Yeah, well, especially when the colors of her foam are a very good color. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also got an email from a, a viewer. Yeah, we got another email. Quick reminder, you can email the show with any questions at stubbinspointradio at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, this email comes from Morgan J. from Portland. Uh, Morgan says, hey, Hunter, Spencer, and Cam. Leap and lemurs, I love the show. You all make Stubbins Point sound like a marvelous place to live and go to school. I live in the Pacific Northwest and am planning a trip to the East Coast soon and a trip to your lovely island may be in my future. Does Stubbins Point get many visitors from the mainland? If a listener was looking to get the in-real-life Stubbins Point experience, what would you recommend for them to do while on the island? Is there anything a visitor should steer clear of? Thanks for the tips. Morgan J. Man, wow, this guy's great. Morgan J. Thank you so much. Thanks, Morgan. Uh, Yeah, you're you're so nice. I mean, there's a lot of questions in there. You guys mind if I take this? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, so in terms of, you know, things to avoid, uh, mostly the lemurs, uh, you know, when they look hungry and you'll know, you'll know. Um, but, you know, and in general, you know, you always want to wear your flippy floppies when you're in Rat Job Cove because it's really not very... Lots of broken glass. Yeah, well, and other things. Uh, that's not good. So, but, but really, you know, just find yourself a local, latch onto them and, and experience the world. I tell you what. Morgan, if you come to Stubbins Point, why don't you come on down to one of my barbecues at the old whale farm? Hey, you're inviting Morgan from Portland to your barbecue and you haven't invited me yet? Uh... This episode of Humans of Stubbins Point was recorded and improvised in Old Town, Chicago. Spencer was portrayed by Ian Goldsmith. Cam was portrayed by Ben Rackle. Hunter was portrayed by Zane Rarick. And Brian Flint was portrayed by special guest Jefferson Fossbender. Produced and edited by Zane Rarick. Like Humans of Stubbins Point on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your podcasting app of choice.